welcome everybody to this thing that doesn't have a name yet but it will have a name by the time you'll you've seen it the power of the future uh i'm sam from uh the outtakes movie podcast if you listen to that maybe listen to that if, you, if this, this is your first time joining us wow that's cool that's, that's a fun show where we look at a different movie every week or try to uh jacob is joining me as well from that show yes, jacob what's hello. going on man uh what's going on not much i'm here and we're gonna try and make a thing a different thing that isn't the the movie podcast yeah so what we're gonna do is gonna have a bit of a discussion right this is this is Mm. what we're here to ask and answer definitively we are the authority on this oh yeah the one and only can there be a good video game movie yes or no we're gonna we're gonna answer this by the end of this show you are going to know send this to hollywood send this to your favorite directors Because they've yep, got to know the information we have to divulge. Yeah, we are the absolute one and only voice <laughs> on, on this entire topic. So video game movies, traditionally, it's not it's no secret they're terrible, obviously. Um, what what move, what video game movies have you seen? There's probably more than I realize, but the obvious ones. So the Tomb Raider ones, I think I've seen one of the Angelina Jolie ones and the newer one with... The, the other actor. Is it Alicia Vikander? It's something like that. It's it's She has one of those names where I look at it and go, I don't know how that's supposed to be pronounced. <laughs> Bless. <laughs> I've, I've still not seen that one. A lot of people say that's all right. All right. Yeah. It's okay. It's, it's yeah. I, it's, I reckon it's maybe not as good as Indiana Jones, but similar level of like adventuring and exploring. But maybe okay. it's a bit naff because it's more kind of modern... I feel like if you want to do like an adventure exploring movie, it should be the technology should be limited. Yeah. Which is what works in Indiana Jones. But anyway, this isn't about that sort of movie. This is about video games. Um, I've seen that one. Um, oh, I'm sure there's more I've seen. I mean, we've done Street Fighter for the show, Street which Fighter, was yeah, really bad. Um, Street Fighter the movie that one astounded me actually because when we were doing that, I picked that because I thought we could at least all have a good laugh at how ridiculous it was. But I don't think there's actually been a movie that we've done on the show that has drained all four of us quite as much. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was... Um, oh, man. I didn't even know yeah. what to say about that one. Um, have you seen very many? Because I, get, I, get, I feel that you might have... So, yeah, I've... Um, a long time ago, to the point that I thankfully can't remember much of it, I've seen the Max Payne movie. Um, so... Is that the one with Mark Wahlberg? That's the one with Mark Wahlberg. So Max oh, okay. Payne, Max Payne as a as a franchise is obviously about it's a noir detective game about yeah. this guy. You know, he, he loses his family. Everything in the world goes wrong to him. He smokes. He drinks. He like, he, like he's got this gruff voice. He hates it. He hates the world. Hates everything. It's got this cool bullet time gimmick because the Matrix had come out. You know, <laughs> this, this is this is video game stealing from films. Um, but it's it's very grounded. Max Payne the movie, Max Payne fights demons. Oh, okay. I That's... cannot tell you why. <laughs> oh. It sounds like a Punisher Constantine crossover sort of movie. That's basically, yeah. I, I feel like what happened is they had a concept for what if a cool detective fought demons and then they acquired the Max Payne license. Do you know what I mean? 
something was yeah. already pretty far into production. And then they just turned it into a Max Payne movie. That's what That's it feels like. Uh, I saw Warcraft, which... Oh, okay. ...was uh, very ambitious as far as video game movies go. Um, it looked really pretty. I, I, I do rate... Um, oh, no, I've forgotten his name. It's David Bowie's son. Duncan oh. Jones. Duncan oh, yeah, Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do, I do rate Duncan Jones as a director, but um, there was this weird kind of story issue with that one, where, which is weird because the Warcraft lore is pretty good. Where it was all just battles and fights and like background lore, and then halfway through the movie, they kind of realized no one's got a story, so all the main characters literally just sit down and stop the plot to tell sad backstories and why they're there and have a cry. And then Ooh. they race off and start the third act. And it's, uh, it's a bit oh, weird. That pacing sounds weird. Yeah, it's not, it's not ideal. Um, I'm trying to think. I've seen, I think, I'm pretty sure I've seen all the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider movies. Um, How many are there? I, I was under the impression it's just two. It's but. either two or three. It's either okay. two or three. And I can't remember what it is. And they're, they're weird because they're like kind of ambitious. And, and it, <laughs> it's, it's strange to say, but they're probably the things that are, closest to the original games like we we think of tomb raider as being a lot different now because when they rebooted yeah. it it's very it's really grounded um mm. but like the first tomb raider game laura Cof croft would be doing like backflips while fighting a t-rex that's in the first game so yeah. why not you know <laughs> true um do you know what the first video game movie was that's a very good question i do not i do Me not either. I think the oldest the one I've seen, well, it's, it's either going to be Street Fighter, but I think earlier than that, I've seen the Mario Bros. movie. I was going to say, um, yeah, when, when did that come out? Let me check. Uh, Mario, the Mario Bros. movie is exceptionally weird. Um, they decided to set it like in New York, in the real world, instead mm -hmm. of in the Mushroom Kingdom, um, uh, where, the, where Bowser was like an invading force who looked like a person in disguise. And all the Goombas were like nine foot tall men with tiny dinosaur heads. It's a strange choice. Mm-hmm. I encourage Ooh. everyone listening currently to just Google like Mario Bros movie Goomba uh, because it's, it's quite the sight, honestly. Um, let me see. Mm. Um, 1993. I'm not sure if that was before or after Street Fighter, honestly. That was, I think Street Fighter was 95. Fair. Um, okay. so yeah, they've been doing them. They've been doing them as long as they sort of realized they could. And, oh God, the other one, the other big one that I've just remembered that I've seen is, uh, Final Fantasy. There's two Final Fantasy movies. There's one that's just a spinoff to one of the games and it's crap. It's just a fan service movie basically where it's like, look at all the characters, but in HD. Oh. And, <laughs> and then there's one called Spirits Within which came out in like 2001, uh, which, so the thing about Final Fantasy is almost every game is set in an entirely different universe. It's just there to explore different ideas with a similar overarching thing. Like they've all got yeah. like white and black mages. They've all got, there's like certain things they've all got. Um, Spirits Within is only notable for, it really pushed the boundary for CGI movies and fully crossed over that, like into the Uncanny Valley. And oh. it is still a strange movie to watch. Like I'd okay. I'd say, it looks weirder than Polar Express. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Jeez, that's uh, 
Yeah, Polar Express is not a good-looking movie. No, no, it's it's no. so it, it's one of these. Um, so that that's kind of our framework, and I've, I've I've seen a couple more this year, but I don't want to just turn it into a list of oh, here's the movies that I've watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But we've established that none of them. Like I think I think the 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 most praise either one of us gave was the Tomb Raider reboot, which was yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard Detective Pikachu is good, but I have not seen it. I, I have. It's a mess. It's it's oh. actually, it looks quite good. Most of the Pokemon like designs being translated into live action, even though some of them initially look weird, work mm. really well, um, with the exception okay. of Mr. Mime, who I never want to see again. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, but the thing is, is, there's this weird bit where they, I don't think they could quite decide what the plot twist was going to be like there always had to be like we're, we're following this there's this lead yeah, within this story okay. and we've got to have an interesting where we think it's this and then it's this but the twist twists and untwists maybe four times in very quick succession like scene 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 and then you're into your third act and by the time it starts it's you, you've got like a bit of a sense of whiplash about how many proposed villains have sort of come and gone what was the twist in the end spoilers for detective spoilers for detective pikachu as i remember it from when i went to see it in the cinema like a year ago (laughs) okay Um, yeah so they're trying to find someone's like experimenting on mewtwo um the the Mm. legendary pokemon from the first game and um they think it's uh bill nye's is his son that he's playing i can't remember oh god he's like he's like portrayed from the start as being immediately obviously evil bill nye is this like conservationalist and he's like built this city that the movie takes place in where all the pokemon can can live together and it's it's brilliant and 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 there's no pokemon battles or anything it's just you just just get on with things and you know there's charmander's working at i don't know like chip tents and stuff (laughs) they love it i don't know (laughs) all right um so He's built this up and he's a friend to all Pokemon and I'm pretty sure it's implied that the sun wants to just work like a normal city in that world and do Pokemon battles and gyms and, and everything like this and sees them as less. Uh, but then it turns out he's not and he's like trying to help uh, Mewtwo, I think. And then, and then it turns out, it, I think Pikachu has like a memory of Mewtwo attacking him, but then it turns out that Mewtwo is, was, Ryan Reynolds' best friend and partner in the whole world and turned him into a Pikachu to save him from who we assume was Bill Nye's son, but then it turns out that it is Bill Nye who is the bad guy. And then it turns out that Bill Nye's plan is to turn all the humans into Pokemon. Right. <laughs> that response, I think, sums it up perfectly. <laughs> He so he the way he does this is Bill Nye implants his own brain into Mewtwo and starts flying around the city turning everyone into Pokemon using Mewtwo's insane powers because he thinks he doesn't think that humans and Pokemon can live together. He doesn't think Pokemon are inferior. He thinks they're the next logical evolutionary step. Is to turn everyone into Pokemon. Yes. Right, okay. Um sure okay everything leading up to that third act is actually quite a fun movie but like from that point on it's it's inescapably strange i want to talk a little bit about tomb raider so those games the reboot games um 
a lot of people seem to think initially they lend themselves quite well to being a movie. Have you played any of the reboot games? I think I have. And then I realized I haven't. I've just played <laughs> Uncharted instead. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. When I played, when I played the reboot games, I was in the camp of, of, of reckoning that it could be a good movie because they had a pretty bad problem. They sparked a, a discussion within the gaming community. Ooh. Have you heard the term ludonarrative dissonance? Bloody hell. <laughs> No, how Lo- that's <laughs> what? Lots of people started using that term very quickly because it's a big word. And if you say it, you sound like you're smart. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people started yes. misusing it pretty quickly. But basically it referred to this thing that a lot of people experienced in Tomb Raider, which was in the cutscenes and in the, what would you call it? I guess passive dialogue. You know what, how characters just speak in games when you walk around now? Yeah. Um, Lara would be scared anxious like extremely nervous constantly self-doubting um every time combat combat would happen she would have this like enormous amount of like regret and um just like it it was obvious she was uncomfortable in the situation yeah the gameplay however did not complement that because when they designed the like the shooting the gunplay they just designed a really well-made third-person shooter so it felt really fucking good to mow down a hundred people oh, right okay. yeah. <laughs> there's explosive barrels everywhere you're very heavily guided to shoot them to take out multiple guys at once the bow and arrow sure. stuff is brutal if she sneaks up behind them she gets out her like ice pick and like wrenches their fucking neck and it's Oof. brutal but, and then yeah. laura would be upset about it afterwards and you kind of constantly feel yourself going something's not right here yeah. And it's because you have this duality of you want to tell a story of a woman taken out of her element and into the world of like killing. Mm-hmm. And that killing had to be fun for the player. Otherwise, they wouldn't want yeah, to do it. Yeah, OK. <laughs> that is that is a that's a tricky line to balance that. If you take out the interactivity, that base story is quite good. Mm, yeah. Is that the kind of thing they deal with a little bit in the movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Wonderful. <laughs> From what I remember, uh, there's very little of that. It's very, it's more, my dad's disappeared. Where's my dad? And then she goes to, oh, it's been a while since I've watched it, but from what I remember, she goes to an island where he, to like pick up where he left off. And there's loads of puzzle solving and doing cool gymnastics and stuff. And shooting people with a bow and arrow. Nice. But it's... I don't think it's ever really suggested that she's upset by it. I feel like I would have remembered that. Okay, fair enough. That's if, a- if I'm wrong, then I clearly haven't watched it deeply <laughs> enough or forgotten. But it was quite a while ago. It seems to be the kind of thing that would have been ideal to... And maybe that's why, to a degree, the movie only came out all right. Because maybe if it's focusing too much on the kind of Indiana Jones adventure side of things... The yeah. problem there in there lies Indiana Jones already exists and yeah. is like, I don't think it's unfair to say one of the most timeless franchises overall, oh, easily, you yeah. know, of all time. Um, yeah. I, th- I mean, you, you touched on it briefly, like not to get into a huge discussion about it, but one of the things that helps there is it's a practical movie, like but very heavy practical effects. It's all very mm-hmm. tactile and obviously setting it during like, what, the 50s or the 60s, Indiana Jones? Late 40s? 
When is 40s, it? Forties, because Hitler. Oh in yeah, the of course. Movie. The Nazis are in the first one, aren't they? Yeah. Setting it in the forties means that like you can't have fancy impossible technology rolling around. It's all got to yeah. be, you know, a little bit of the air of the magical to make things cool. It's it's yeah, mm. it's good. <laughs> what a hot take. Indiana Jones is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So maybe the problem there is, is trying to ape less of what the game did and more of what another film did. Maybe the problem there was that. Yeah. Um, Potentially. I think, I think a large problem with a lot of games is that what makes them good usually is not, is not the story. And that's usually what makes a lot of movies good. Yeah. Um, you can have. I think. I think it's fair to say that this, despite the fact that you know, me, me and Joe and Amelia were all taught ridiculous amounts of bollocks about filmmaking and stuff. Sure. The average. The reason movies make billions of dollars is not because everyone thinks about the intricacies of filmmaking. It's mm. because if it's something's got a good story, a lot of people yeah. are going to go and want to. You know, we're yeah. we're we're a species of storytellers, and we just want to hear cool stories. Um, and with video games, the best thing usually is how they play. And that's not to say video games can't have good stories. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the innovations next generation to generation, the thing, especially recently, that video game companies and console makers are always trying to improve is how immersed you are. Yeah. So I've seen, I, I recently saw an advert for the PS5 and how the controller is going to have haptic feedback. Yes, where, like, yeah, the controller fights that. against you or something. So if you're pulling a bowstring, it's harder to pull the the stick back or press the button or whatever. Yeah, which I think is damn cool. I think that's cool as well. But ultimately, as you say, video games aren't about telling a story. It's about being immersed in a different world, or at least for a good majority of them, it seems that's the way they tend to be going. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are some with really good stories, like Last of Us. You'll think is probably the go-to. I think most people would say yeah. for having a a good story to it. Um, I wanted to bring up the Last of Us actually because so this is I I think I have potentially the most controversial opinion on the Last of Us ever, which is funny because there was so much terrible discourse around the second game, which I have not played, and I probably mm. will. You know, I, none of that discourse has put me off because it's ridiculous. <laughs> when I played the first game, I could take or leave it. I didn't get that very far and I thought, okay, I can probably see where this is going and it seems like it's going to be all right. Uh, but the gameplay itself, kind of janky, a little bit unresponsive. Yeah. I mean, I played the remastered version on, on the PS4 and whenever I, whenever people ask me, oh, are you playing any video games at the minute? I'd say, oh, I've, I've got Last of Us. And they go, oh, brilliant. Absolutely phenomenal. You're going to love it. I get the feeling they played it all in one go. Like yeah. Sat down one evening, stayed up till like 3 a.m. And then as soon as they woke up again, back on it and just kept going. And if that's the case, I can see why it would be really good. But for me, I I still think generally it's good. Like it's just a good game. Absolutely. And the story in it is also good. But the kind of maybe this is an advantage for fun for some video games but definitely not for storytelling like you you can stop at any point and come back at any point yeah so for me the ending felt really rushed but that was just because i stopped playing it like <laughs> without realizing i was close to the end yeah waited like months 
picked it up again and then finished it. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, yep. It's uh, really difficult there, there we go. to like plan for things like that as a developer. Yeah. But I think the thing with, with the difference between good games and great games is, is the people who have maybe put that thought in of like, oh, what can we do to help players who maybe have put this down? Um, I, I, right now I'm playing through the Witcher games and I'm absolutely loving them, but I am playing them with every waking moment, right? And every mm. time that I have failed to finish the, a Witcher game, it's because I've played it, gone, this is fucking great, paused for a week, tried to relaunch it, and I've forgotten everything because it's all Nilfgaardians and Eden and Tamaria and all this bollocks names that I don't know. And <laughs> yeah. like, maybe if I'd read the books, it'd be easier to like pick it back up because it, it'd sure. all be tucked away somewhere. Mm-hmm. But when it's in a video game, it's like, it's too much time between all this stuff. And the thing that yeah. I'm doing usually is swinging swords around, not necessarily taking in the background lore. Sure, yeah. As I've been doing it in succession, it's all staying in more, and I'm really liking yeah. it, but it was a barrier before. Um, True. With, think, sorry, go on. Go on. No, go on. No, you, you say. Well, I was going to say, with, with The Last of Us, uh, I mate Joe, who we do the movie podcast with, mm-hmm. lent me his copy before the second one came out. Um, and that's one of the reasons I, I, I can definitively say I can take a leave it, is because I was kind of timed on it in a way. Um, and I just gave it him back without finishing it. Maybe just going, well, I might buy it myself later and finish it. Um, yeah. And he told me when he lent it me, don't play it all at once because I did and I just didn't want it to be over, which I think oh. to me is code for like I, I, I blasted through it. It was fantastic. It's why I liked it. And now I wanted more of it. You know what I mean? You're, you're probably right. Yeah, I feel like it's, that is definitely one of those games where you want to sit down and do it all in one go because I feel like the way of the ways of you got a telling stories you got movies at one end and you got books at the other and then video games are kind of in the middle so with a book like you can if it's really captivating you can smash through it read it yeah. as quickly as you want but you also have the option to stop put it down pick it up later like the story can last a lot longer movies tend to be limited to just what well, like I was going to say just two hours, but they seem to be getting as close to like three these like Yeah. Um, and video games are kind of in the middle. Like you want a long story in there and it's mostly a visual story. But if you two in and out, like how you can with a book, the story of it might not be as captivating as it would have been if you'd watched it condensed into two hours. Having said that, trying to condense some video game stories into two hours yeah exactly like last of us is is getting a tv show uh which could work like owing to the length of it Mm -hmm. i am quite interested in that because one of the other things that i found with the last of us again this idea of the developers not predicting uh what a player can do necessarily i've mentioned this to you before it was my standout feeling coming out of the last of us was in the cutscenes and in all the dialogue all the characters were really, really strong. Like they're really, really well written. They made sense. They felt believable. They felt alive. Joel was mourning his, you know, the loss of his family. He was a survivor, but it didn't feel like he wanted to be. He definitely can't bring himself to end it, but he seems to be constantly throwing himself into life and death situations because at the end of the day, if something does go wrong, that's okay with Joel. You know, he gets to go and be with his loved ones. And that's quite an interesting character. Joel also randomly throws bricks at everyone's head. 
<laughs> yeah. Or at least my Joel did, you know? Yeah. Just because you can pick up a brick, you can throw it. It does not despawn once you've thrown it. You can, oh, infinite bricks. You always can have a brick <laughs> and you can throw it at everyone. Yeah. Um, so my Joel was an absolute psychopath who was constantly undermining the tension of every scene that he was in. And I know to a degree the developers weren't predicting on me doing that, but it was hampering the story. Yeah. Um, there's an interactivity that can definitely help with video games, and there is an interactivity that can get in the way. So maybe in some instances, like a TV show, could be better. Uh, yeah, directing I'm, the narrative more down one specific route rather than kind of, as you say, you haven't got a chance of the character being a dick for no reason like if you want it depends yeah. how, how the player wants to play it rather than which i think is ultimately down to personal preference whether or not you want to stick tightly to the storyline and kind of like role play it yourself mm. or just do what you want and see how daft and crazy scenarios you can put yourself into because it's one of these where you can you can kind of usually they end up being really high scripted elements but you can you can enhance story stuff in video games i guess i guess we should have said it at the start but i'll say it now spoilers for anything we talk about during this really oh, yeah heads yeah. up so i mentioned final fantasy as a franchise before right mm -hmm. and the by and away far most popular one of the entire franchise is final fantasy 7 which had a remake on ps4 i think right at the end of last year um when you start that game the main character cloud has a lot of baggage a lot of active baggage um just before the start of the game his best friend and the former owner of the buster sword a guy called sack dies right protecting cloud's life in a flashback you learn this during the game they made a psp game which was a prequel to that where you played as zack and with the heavy intention that you've already played final fantasy 7 meaning you know how this ends yeah that's that's like that's a given you know how this ends the way they did Zack's death in that prequel, it's called Crisis Core. Um, instead of just having a cutscene at the end where like, oh, you, you beat the boss and then he dies, is protecting, as, as part of like a mission objective to protect Cloud, a million soldiers just like appear out of nowhere and you get thrown into the game's combat system and you just have to fight them until you cannot anymore wave after wave after wave forever yeah. this endless battle this army that you the player have to fight and they eventually overcome you and mm -hmm. kill you and that's the end of the game and that's gameplay enhancing the story because i yeah. felt that loss i felt that sure. struggle because you're you ha it's not like you just keep going until you give up sort of thing yeah it's like yeah. people mock it now because it's quite funny but the end of halo reach as well has objective survive yeah and it's an objective you can't complete mm. um and i i thought that was quite good stuff so video games have interactive story elements that can definitely be extremely enhanced and interactive elements that can hinder the story if the developers aren't quite thinking about all the things the player might be able to do so it's kind of What's it called? Is it, is it Occam's Razor, where it kind of goes either way? Am I using? I don't think I'm using that right. I'm going to retract that statement. That is. I don't know. I I'm going to say it's about. a double-edged sword video there game interactivity. That's, that's better. Interactivity, um, where yeah, it it can enhance and it can also hinder. Okay, so with that in mind, I've got a list of upcoming video game movies. Um, 
I'm pretty sure at least I have got experience in most of these franchises. The ones that I don't, I'm pretty sure you do have. Um, so we'll go through them and we'll give our initial thoughts of like what kind of movies we think they're going to that's going to come out of this. So number one, um, which was supposed to be out this September, but I don't think it's going <laughs> to be anymore. Um, which was Monster Hunter, which I have played and I don't think Ooh, you have. I have not. Uh, Monster Hunter's never been a really story-heavy game. It's, it's obviously it's obviously extremely based on that gameplay like facet of going out and collecting gear and setting traps and hunting monsters. Yeah. And carrying a big fuck-off ten-foot sword while you do so. <laughs> that could be a fun movie? Maybe? I don't know that it could be a good movie. Yeah, I feel... Like, if there isn't much story to the video game... I reckon you've got room to make a good movie out of it. Yeah. And then just rather than stick too tightly to whatever story you might have been told during Monster Hunter, they just sprinkle in like Easter eggs essentially instead. Mm. So they put the sword in, they put in some names and they put in the likeness to characters. But if it's just a, you go around killing monsters I don't know. Was what was that? What was like the final objective of that game, or was it kind of more just it's just kill a big monster? It's always just, just kill a big monster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in which case, I think I know how that movie would end. With the protagonist kills a big monster, I feel. Let's be honest. It's probably gonna be. It's probably gonna be like a monster's terrorizing a village, yeah. and the monster hunters are hired to deal with it, and then it turns out that the monster has a nest. And it's a mother, and it's protecting its nest. Yeah. And now the predic the predicament comes: Do we sacrifice the baby's life over the people's lives? Yeah. And then they probably just have a big fuck off fight at the end. And then yeah, the decision ends up getting made for them. Like they don't yeah. they don't go out and kill the babies or whatever. Yeah. They just sort of end up being killed by another force. Yeah. And, and that you, like angers the mother, and she go. yeah goes out. Yeah. That's and then they have to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there we could are. that be good? Maybe, but I don't know, it doesn't, doesn't tickle my pickle. I'm, uh, not, I'm not that interested <laughs> in that. The reboot, the rebooting the Resident Evil movies. I don't know if you ever saw any of those. <laughs> oh, I have. I have seen Resident <laughs> Evil. I forgot. Oh, man. Oh. I mean, they go wildly off track from the game. <laughs> yes. Wildly. Um, and the recent, because they've been redoing all the old Resident Evils in HD, mm -hmm. and they've been really good and really atmospheric. Resident Evil 7, which was that one, you could play it in VR, and it was in first person, oh, yeah. and the whole prospect was you are in a house with a bunch of serial killers. Um, yeah, and it's kind of like a game of keep away and trying to use their house as like set up, set up traps and things like this, but they're always hunting you. It's a stark difference from the rest of the series. It still yeah. involves the zombies and stuff, but it, that's the setup. Mm -hmm. A movie like that, if you're going to crib from anything, I think could be very strong. Yeah, almost like Knives Out style. Yeah. Like a, a whodunit, but actually it's everyone who's who done it sort of thing. Yeah, look, then, like in, instead of the mystery, it's yeah. about the victim. Yeah, Throw, sprinkle some Home Alone vibes in there as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like heated up doorknobs and hanging up paint cans and stuff. Yeah, and a, an ice-filled trampoline trap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that could be... thing is, they won't do that. I've got... They won't do... <laughs> they won't do that, yeah. <laughs> they won't. They'll just do... 
the Resident Evil movies, but again. <laughs> you are probably right. It'll be a city full of zombies and it'll be too dark to see anything. And yeah. Okay, so here's one that I've not had as much experience with, but you have. Oh. Uncharted. Now, we yes. already know some things about the Uncharted movie. Yeah. Like that top. T- I, I like the guy. I like the guy. Tom yeah. Holland's playing Nathan Drake, which yeah. is not the choice anyone oh. would have gone with. It's interesting that they're doing a a young Nathan Drake adventure. Yeah. Because I always assumed that when he was cast as Nathan Drake, I was like, oh, he's going to be like Nathan Drake in the flashbacks. Yeah, he's a pretty big name to only have in like part of a movie. But quite a lot of those games are, especially three, I think. I think it's three. You, a lot of the game, you're introduced to um, Drake's brother, who you don't really... I'm pretty sure you see, you see him first as like a his big brother at the orphanage sort of thing. Okay. Um, and then event you you learn more about him as kids and learn what he's like and how he used to like and Drake and like Nathan's relationship with him, and then you would get introduced to him a little bit later on. He's like, kind of like a semi bad guy on like which sides he on. Is he gonna help out his brother? Is he gonna do it for the money? So I assumed that the film they were gonna make would be like that, where. Tom Holland is young Nathan Drake and yeah. another actor playing older him and you could kind of flash between the two. That sounds Maybe like it could have been work. good, but I don't I, think that's yeah. what they're doing. Nope, I'm not. <laughs> Isn't Mark Wahlberg in that as well? Mark Wahlberg is sorry. Yeah. I don't like that at no. all. Um, it's really wrong, isn't it? I, the, the guy who I pictured being Sully, I think this is while I was playing the games as well, is... What's his name? The guy who plays General Ross in the Marvel Shit, movies. yeah. Um, I can't remember his name either. That's, that's, a, name? that's a good shout. That's a really good shout. He would have been really good, I feel, for that. Yeah. Can't remember what his name is, but I think that I th- guy. With with Uncharted, this is this is the kind of wrinkle I'll give it. I mentioned earlier about playing The Witcher, and it's excellent. And obviously this is not a movie, this is a TV show, but The Witcher had a Netflix series. Yes. last year which was very well received i've still not watched it mm-hmm. but the witcher the netflix series is based directly on the books it is yeah. a strict adaptation of the books more or less the witcher the game series is a sequel to the books so Ooh, i did not know that yeah so it does not impact in any way and this was one of the big reasons they were trying to make the distinction when the series was coming out in the marketing this mm-hmm. is about the books not the games because the games are they're entirely different and kind of as an inverse, maybe it is good that the Uncharted movie is not stepping on the toes of the games and not trying to adapt yeah. any of the things that we've already seen and instead giving us a framework. Yeah. But then does the problem become, what if it's just like that Tomb Raider movie? It could very much just be like that Tomb Raider movie. Um, but, which didn't, it wasn't, anything amazing it was just yeah. just a movie which it could be and if that's the case yeah fine i guess movies are allowed to be just fine yeah but it's strange that they sort of all all of them kind of feel it feels i think it feels especially strange because yeah. naughty dogs now got this reputation for telling incredible stories yeah but it seems time, weird that a movie based on their work could only be okay yeah, they tell it over such a long period of time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's something that works to their advantage is they have that long to tell a story. Um, I think 
if they were to if they were to take either Uncharted or Last of Us and adapt it into a book, as I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. I think that would be probably people would get as much enjoyment out of that as the game. Maybe if they were if they were into books, and especially if it was well written, because then you get the pacing more of as you would in a video game. I don't know. Is an Uncharted movie going to be any good? As you say, if if they were to like do a direct Uncharted one. But it's a movie. I don't... Th- Actually, I think... Maybe not that one. I think three is much more... Yeah, yeah. Grand. A lot of people agree that's where the story really gets like going and really good. There's some of the set pieces in that are bloody gorgeous. Like, there's a big old plane crash that you've Yeah, I've through. seen the plane crash bit, yeah. Oh, if that was in a movie, I don't think it would be as impressive as it is in the game. Because how many movies have a plane crash in them? yeah. Lots, lots yeah, of them tons. have like these big action And again, scenes. The, the idea of you controlling it and being involved in it, you're immediately sensing the danger instead of yeah. having the movie tell you they are in danger. It's like, yes. I am in danger. It's It works better. Yeah. Um, maybe that will be good, but I haven't got high hopes. There's a chance they could pull off some nice little stuff. Like, the, those old Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider movies, while being pretty terrible cheesy movies, there's one bit that I, I, I bring up quite a lot, which is like unironically incredible bit of characterization for Lara Croft. I can't remember which film it is. It might be the second one. Mm-hmm. It opens up with the sequence of her fighting a big robot in the mansion. Right. Right. That's, that's where we were tonally. <laughs> it's, <laughs> she's, she's not in any danger. It's like a training thing, right? Yeah. But as she's fighting it, she's fighting it with her two guns. And she does this thing where she runs out of bullets. And without changing like where she's aiming necessarily she just clicks to release both the clips drops them on the floor Mm -hmm. and then smashes her guns into her belt where she's got extra clips and she does it with such force that it automatically reloads brings a gun straight back up into the same position and and immediately begins firing it's quick it's cool and it tells you that She's done this so fucking much. Oh, yeah. Not only does she not need both hands to reload, she can do it in, like, less than a second. Yeah. That's really cool. That's like, mm-hmm. tells you a lot about Lara Croft. Um, and they're bad movies. So yeah. maybe, even if this isn't a great movie, it can import, it can tell us little things about Nathan Drake, the way he does things and yeah. interacts with things. Mm-hmm. That could at least be fun to see from a fan's perspective. That doesn't make a good movie, but it does mean... You can have some bits of going, oh, ah, yeah. that's oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. I, yeah. I feel that's as much as you're going to get out of that one. Uh, due for a release March of 2022. Okay. The Minecraft movie. What? <laughs> did you not know about this? I did not know about this. Yeah, Minecraft, Minecraft movie. Minecraft slated for a movie. Um <laughs> We've got what have we got. We cut close to this. We've got Minecraft Story Mode, that thing with uh, yeah. Pat Oswald on Netflix, the Telltale game, oh, which shit. Yeah. also it wasn't great, but also was aimed at really little kids. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whatever. So this is probably you, gonna have a similar thing. That won't be live action. Surely not. I presume as well, but I can't definitively tell you one way or another. You, I, I think you'd want it to look like the game. You know. Yeah, or else people aren't going to recognize it, are they? Yeah, it's because it's weird with Minecraft because when it, I remember when it came out. Well, before it came out, when it was in like alpha, but it was still really popular. A lot of people were immediately mocking. Oh, this looks bad. This looks old. But like, sure. it's such a staple of like pop culture now. Yeah. And 
that Minecraft look and aesthetic, and especially now they keep updating it and like ray tracings in the game and shit. Oh yeah. I just think Minecraft looks gorgeous. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it does now. Have you seen, oh, some of the, the mod, modded versions of it. I, uh, I play... Oh. I play with um, a thingy, a, a shaders pack, which makes it just look... There's, <laughs> this, is, this is not a Minecraft gushing podcast, but fuck it, just for a second. Um, I was building this like castle walkway, right? And my shaders mod makes it so that when it rains any surfaces that should become like reflective like stone yeah with like puddles they do so i could see my castle reflected in all the stone surfaces and it was just oh chef's kiss it was amazing <laughs> that is that, yeah i mean i don't know how early i jumped on the minecraft bandwagon but when i first started playing it well it looked it looked fine it looked good but then whenever i'd see videos of like the like the very first versions i it, at that point, it was, yeah. hmm, I know, like, it's going for everything's kind of pixelated and it's not supposed to look like real life, but it's I, it still looks better now than it did. Yeah, yeah, it does, look, it does look a lot better. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, a movie? Surely that has to be animated. The thing, the problem of, we've got with Minecraft is that even when they tried to put a story into it, just talking about the main game here, mm-hmm. it was fucking terrible. <laughs> like do not expect me to sit down for an hour and a half to two hours watching someone go on a quest to kill the ender dragon because that's not interesting no i think that that <laughs> it's basically the hobbit isn't it <laughs> yeah that's what it is yeah. and that didn't work either <laughs> no it did not um i don't I maybe is that gonna work what, what is the story going to be? Surely it's going to be the Ender Dragon. They're not going to do anything else, are they? Because the best thing about Minecraft is just like launching a new world and asking yourself, what am I going to do? What, you know? what, yeah, what am I going to do today? Yeah. That be... gets lost in, in a movie. I get, it's popular. That's why you're doing yeah. it. But I don't think they've really thought this through. But 2022, <laughs> uh, 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 apparently, Minecraft movie. Yeah, I think, I think that's easy to just say it's going to be bad. That's going to, yeah. I don't see that being good. Cod. Oh, why? <laughs> why, though? You don't need a Cod movie. You just no, need a movie to put Cod on a movie. Cod is so close to being a movie anyway. Yeah. Like, all those campaigns are what? Like, six to ten hours long. Usually yeah. on the shorter side than on the longer side. They're full of big set pieces. Mm. They're full of big... You set all the orchestral music to go insane. They're just, they're, they are just movies. They're just long movies. That already. feels like a, like a cash grab. Cod the movie. Oh, really does. Do Supposedly. Like Modern Warfare. Which, which one do you reckon it'll be based on? That's a good question, actually. Uh, my instinct says Modern Warfare because it's the most instantly recognizable as Cod. Um, yeah. They definitely won't do the future stuff. They might do the World War II stuff, but it feels like... Maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I'm forgetting something really big. There is not that many really like acclaimed modern military movies. World War II movies and yeah. dramatizations and TV okay. shows, yes. Uh, even World War I, but not necessarily modern military. And it's, well, it's really tough to do as well because especially, you know, it has to be acknowledged that the world overall is getting like more and more and more political. Yeah. And with the video games, you can at least say that like, 
even if you're someone who's anti-military, I mean, I can say this as someone who's, who's pretty anti-military, soz, uh, shooting people in COD is pretty fun. It's a good arcadey, fun, fast yeah. shooter. You know what I mean? Like I can, I can park my political ideologies for a really long time and enjoy playing Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. I will not be able to see this movie as anything other than military propaganda. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I was trying to think of good modern military movies and Hurt Locker. Yeah, that's a good I, shout. That, that I, is a good I shout. Like that one. The, and... so the director, apparently, the person that's brought on to play it is the director of Sicario, which I've not seen. But I also did hear pretty good things about that. I enjoyed the first one. Didn't enjoy the second one very much. Okay. But Sicario was, was pretty good. Um, American Sniper, I remember enjoying at the time. Was that Gerard Butler, American Sniper? Bradley Cooper. Oh, it was, was Bradley it? Cooper. The yeah. one with the really fake baby. <laughs> yes. That one. That one. I remember enjoying that at the time. Um, but if I was to rewatch it, I, I, I'm pretty sure I watched it in cinemas when it came out. So that was a few years ago now. My like thoughts about it probably would have changed. Um, there's one called Lone Survivor with Mark Wahlberg. I don't think is very good. Okay. Because <laughs> the title of the movie gives away what happens at the end. Yeah. You, you start off with these four guys, and then by How the end, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg is the only one left, but like they slowly like get killed off throughout the movie. You keep thinking, oh, maybe how many of them are going to be dead by the end? One. What? One. It's Lone Survivor. Ridiculous. Um, uh, yeah, there's no... Yeah, I feel like... Uh, I don't know. Then again, if they were to make it a Call of Duty World War II movie, I feel like that is worse than making it a modern day military movie. Yeah, I think so too. Because most of the World War II stuff generally is based around truth. Yeah. I think, and it doesn't need... The best stuff, certainly. And even even the things that initially... You know, one of my favorite movies this year was Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Um, which obviously takes a lot of creative liberty, but its strongest moments is where it just pulls directly from things that happened during World War II. And I, yeah, if you try and put it into a, oh, I don't know, because World, World at War, I've played that one, I've played that COD, I've played a little bit of Battlefield 1, I haven't gone, I haven't touched COD World War 2 yet. But... I have, it's not very good. Yeah, <laughs> Sad. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like they, that would be more interesting than fun to play those CODs. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the thing with Call of Duty is... If you're going to do a COD movie, you need to fill it with the ridiculous set pieces. It's not going to mean you're making a good movie, but it will at least be fun to watch, you know, helicopters crash into buildings. And just before the helicopter crashes, a soldier jumps out of it and then launches a parachute, but then notices a sniper on a building and takes out that sniper while he's in flight or something. Yeah. You know, something ridiculous and obscene like that. You, you take away all the sense of seriousness, but you are authentic to COD. Yeah. Absolutely. As long as it, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so this one, this one, again, I can see maybe if you turn it down. Rainbow Six, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six is apparently getting okay. a movie. So interesting. I have not played any of the Rainbow Six games that did have campaigns. I've only played Siege, the multiplayer only one. Yeah. But obviously the point of that is every single round, uh, a group of terrorists have hauled up a building and claimed a hostage. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and a group of counter-terrorists have to go in there and rescue the hostage. Yeah. That's not going to be... I, you know, I, I don't think that as a, as, as a, as a setup is going to be the most compelling thing. Like, well, the most, like, I don't know, emotional thing, I guess I should have said. But, like, yeah. um, it could make a quite fun, tense movie, you know, where it's mm-hmm. kind of dark. A lot of things are lit by, like, gun sights, like the, the you know. If it's just set in, like, a tower and, block as well. Yeah. And it, it happens over the course like the of raid. two hours. Almost like real time. Almost. Yeah. That could, that could work. Good. But then again, it doesn't need to be a Rainbow Six Siege movie. No, it doesn't, does it? It's just like a, kind of attached to, to things like this. Yeah. Apparently, okay, I'm reading here. Um, so it's, it's being produced by Paramount and they're producing, they're planning multiple Rainbow Six films, Rainbow Six Cinematic Universe incoming. Um, apparently, they're going to be quite heavily based more on the novels than the games. So okay. maybe this kind of eliminates it as a possibility yeah. uh, with Michael B. Jordan in them. So, you know, okay. he's, good. Like he's good. He's good. He is good. Um, same with Tom Clancy. So again, this might be more of a book thing than games, but The Division. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of similar to Netflix's Witcher. I don't... Is in basic, like it's a video game on a book. Well, sequel to the book. But initial book property was where it all started. Um, so they've made a video game off a book. So would their film and movie just be based off the book as well? Wait, what was the vision? Yeah. yeah, it must have been. Yeah. Um, maybe that, that could be good, but I wouldn't consider it a video game. Movie. Yeah, I think I think that's yeah. fair to say. And like, even if it was, the division is just like shooting people who are trying to get resources. You yeah. know, <laughs> a group a group of people commander to shoot people trying to live wow what fun um oh, yeah. <laughs> sleeping dogs have you ever played sleeping dogs Ooh, no isn't that like the gta type one so yeah it's set in hong kong um it's uh it's got heavy uh influence obviously with like kung fu and stuff mm-hmm. so sleeping dogs is actually uh i like to pretend that i'm like a big video game buff well right. i guess i am i play lots but Sleeping Dog is honestly one of my favorite video games of all time. And I feel Ooh. like that's one of the most, like, I guess, normal answers I could have. It's not, it, it's weird. So it's not, um, it's not exceptional, but its story is very good. And I don't know how well, again, we've talked about length. Mm-hmm. I don't know necessarily how well this would impact things. But so in Sleeping Dogs, you play an undercover cop who has to infiltrate the triads in Hong Kong. Right. Uh, and um, basically just like rat them out. But as you do it, you, the main character, um, oh fuck, what's he called? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's a good main character. Mm-hmm. Because they're people, he starts to get too deep into it. And he oh. starts to care about them. They may yeah. be doing crimes, but some of them have pretty, got pretty good reasons to do crimes. Some have got families. One of them's got a wedding coming up. And it's like properly, properly in love. And a lot of his infiltration and his operation threatens to ruin a lot of these people's lives. So it's this conflict between does he do right by the law and help the police, who also, spoilers for Sleeping Dogs, turn out to be pretty corrupt themselves. Um, or does he help the triads who are also unambiguously criminals but you know of people he's yeah. grown to really like and that's a really good setup 
the strength of the game is that a lot of the events play out over a really long time. The wedding scene in particular is like excellent. It's again, spoilers for sleeping dogs. It's a red wedding situation. Cool. Uh, and it, it plays out very, very well. I don't know if you could still achieve that level of like shock and intrigue and, and, and a kind of empowerment towards the player over just two hours, two and a half hours, as opposed to, I think it took me 20 or 30 hours to beat sleeping dogs. Wow. Um, but that could be a fun cop kung fu movie. You know, I could see people yeah. getting into that. If, if that's the story they're sticking with, I could see people getting into that. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've not had a, like a kung fu martial arts movie in a while. Yeah, they definitely went out of style. Yeah. Um, like the, the last one that had any kind of traction was Kung Fu Hustle, but that was because it was ridiculous. I've not heard of that one. Uh, Kung Fu Hustle is a really fun movie. Um, where the, I think the best way to describe it is there's a scene where a, a guy ends up like, like f- in the middle of a fight flying down from the sky and he uses like, he punches, he like, like, well, he puts like a front palm forward as he's falling and uses like, I guess the force to make such an impact that it, it hits the guy below him while he's still in the sky and makes such an impact that there is an imprint of a hand in the floor. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kung Fu Hustle's a fun movie. Wow. Okay. Um, Sleeping Dog sounds like it could work though. I don't, yeah. I feel like it might be better spread over mm. i mean if, if you know pe- people who will be going to watch that will be going because they know the story already like they're like they're fans of it so would would you rather see just one sleeping dogs movie just stand alone get all the story out there or would you rather they spread it out almost like a tv show i mean they say they're doing a movie but yeah, uh, personal preference, I'd rather see it get spread out. But then the problem becomes like, you need to make sure, like if, if you're doing a movie, if you're doing a movie and maybe you want to do it as a franchise, you need to make sure that first one's at least really interesting. You know? Yeah. I, I'd rather you spread out the more interesting stuff to make it have more impact. But the first one needs to also be, I mean, just in case you don't get a sequel, a fully contained, finished full yeah, story. That's you know, true. that's interesting. And. I think therein presents the problem. I think it's already started shooting. Like I, I, I can see a, um, I can see it's Donnie Yen who's going to be playing the main character. Oh, okay. Um, who's a pretty good choice, and I can see him in the costume, a picture of him here. And um, yeah, I, we'll see, we'll see. That I think that's one that I've got hopes for. But again, I don't know. Like the landscape of things right now, the sort of movies that people really get into. I can't see that becoming like a really big blockbuster that everyone's like, oh, you got to go see Sleeping Dogs. No, me neither. Hmm. It's, uh, it's tough. I think with a lot of these, like there is a reason they're working as video games. Yeah. So up next, we've got Devil May Cry, which I don't know if you've seen, if you've played any of. Um, I have not. The name sounds familiar. Which one? Uh, Remind me. So... Devil May Cry, uh, main character is called Dante, a guy in a big red coat with long white hair, and he fights demons. And he can fight so fast that he can, like, juggle them in the air with his swords. Oh, okay. So it's, it's another, like, Hellboy sort of movie. I guess, yeah, but even more ridiculous. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and immediately say this, is, this has to be bad. I really like Devil May Cry as a franchise, but, like... Yeah. 
Okay. I just don't see, I don't see that working as a film. And again, mm. if, the, if the best thing you can do is simulate or emulate even the things in the video games where Dante is chucking enemies up in the air, but you just see it instead of do it, that's yeah. still worse. Yeah. Hmm. I think we're discovering here more or less that I, th I do think the, the interactive element is a really big part of why a lot of this stuff Yeah, is I, I, was, I was just having a thought that how, how many more have, have you got on this list? Uh, I'm going to skip through some. There's, there's, there's okay. quite a few more. Um, but yeah, I so, think, go on, actually, we'll, we'll finish the list and then I'll, and then I'll Okay, so we'll do, we'll do two more. We'll do two more. Halo. Ooh, okay. Like, the idea of a Halo movie's been around for, for a long since, time. Yeah. Did you ever see Elysium? With I think so. Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Yeah. Elysium was so obviously a Halo movie at, at some point. Yeah. So obviously. Like, the, the structure that exists that they go to where, like, it can cure cancer. And that's obvious. That was a Halo ring at yeah. some point. It's so obvious. Okay. Um... I remember that movie being good as well. It was all right, yeah. Um, I, I, th I think Halo... Halo always has been a thing I've played more for the story. Um, certainly the first three. Mm. And you could, I reckon, cut a lot. If, if you just adapted the first game, yeah. you could cut a lot out and retain the important bits and have... Again, I've, I keep saying it, not a good, but a fun movie. Yeah. Okay. I, feel I like, think the yeah so one of the main draws with Halo is seeing it in live action. Yeah, a lot seeing of it with like lifelike graphics, I think is especially for me because anyway, I've I've not played any of them all the way through. I think I've had a good go at some, but I've been playstation since forever not not really had a chance <laughs> to like give them, give them a good go it's mainly if i go around to a mates bung on some halo um but yeah it, it a lot of the designs in that are so fucking cool oh yeah absolutely the art design in halo has always yeah, just been outstanding so to see that in live action i think would be good there's some really cool they're worth they're worth tracking down actually in my opinion they used to do live action trailers for halo games I've seen and, like the Assassin's Creed type ones, so I imagine they're kind of similar to that, but so, more grand, I imagine. Yeah, if, if there's any two that I could recommend tracking down, there was one from Halo Reach. I can't remember what the trailer was called, but it was like, it was one of the Spartans going to deliver a, like a bomb to one of the Covenant ships. Mm -hmm. And that was awesome because it was just seeing a really big fucking battle and it was all the suits and oh, it, yeah, it was good. It was good. Track that down. And um, there was one for Halo 3 which was a fake documentary. Ooh. So the idea was speaking to veterans of the Human Covenant War, yeah. and they're in this museum, and they're picking up, like, props for the weapons and stuff. Oh. And as they're talking about battles, you can see, like, dash cam footage, yeah. like, archive footage of some of the, like, really quick, like, it'll be a guy getting, like, murked by one of the brutes or something. Yeah. Or, like, a really quick shot of Master Chief. Mm -hmm. They're also really worth tracking down. The thing is, though, especially with like a character like Master Chief, maybe I'm going to get murdered for this. Uh -oh. He's not very interesting. 
He okay. works as a video game character. He's got an interesting backstory, but he doesn't... He, maybe what you'd have to do is fill him with a really interesting supporting cast. Because his whole point is he's silent, he's calculated. Mm -hmm. When he does speak, it means something. Okay. You know, he's not about idle chatter. So maybe, I don't know, maybe like, this is a weird comparison, but like the Blade movies... They okay. surround Blade with a lot of like interesting supporting cast. Sure. And then when Blade perks up and does something, you're like, oh shit, it's Blade. It's Blade doing a thing. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that could work. But Master Maybe. Chief on his own, because the whole point of the first Halo is he's isolated mm -hmm. because it makes for a good game. I, I could see that getting boring. Like seeing these suits do cool things for five to 10 minutes max in a live action trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Two hours. Might get a little bit like, True. Oh, I've, I've seen this. Yeah. So we'll see. So we'll do one more, okay. which is, we mentioned the old one at the start of this, a new Mario Brothers movie, which is animated, which has been done by Illumination. I reckon you have to make an animated Mario movie. Yeah. There's no way a live action one will work, I don't think. <laughs> um, Mario. I mm. think provided... Like, my worry with this movie is Illumination have two things that I think are a staple. One, unfortunately, for Mario, because Mario is another one with great art design. Yeah. Um, they do things quite on the cheap. A lot of pretty bland black, black backgrounds and stuff, you know? Okay. Like, make, make, the, make the model look good, but then, like, the landscape is just blur it out. Don't need to see it. That's a sure. big thing in Illumination. Mm -hmm. So you'd lose a lot of the really interesting world in Mario if they did that. And two pop culture references oh god if they make mario do a dab right oh, that's my no. worry that's my worry yeah or the renegade or like you know i don't oh dear yeah i mean maybe that'll be good maybe but i think if they aim for an evergreen movie which they're not known for doing but if they do it it could be mario i think quite you know, uh, not ironically, appropriately, mm -hmm. could be the first good video game movie because there's something fun about the character and world of Mario. Yeah. And even if it doesn't appeal to me and you directly, as long as it appeals to Johnny Six-Year-Old, yeah. you know, and it's a fun movie about the Mario world. I that think famous six-year-old family. That's that's <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's Johnny six-year-old and his, his dad Brian six-year-old. Brian six-year-old. <laughs> Maybe that will work. Maybe. Yeah. Because Mario's not got a, Mario doesn't have a compelling story. You know. No, not really. It's too fragmented. I'd quite um, like if the movie ends with Mario being told that Peach is in a different castle. That's that would be pretty ends. funny. That's the that would be pretty funny. They, they could even, if they wanted to go weirdly artsy with it, Mario Three, Super Mario Brothers Three, yeah. is a stage show. Oh, so the whole point of that is like when you go, get to the end of a level, Mario literally goes off stage. You see him. The world ends. It's jagged. Ah. Like the set has ended. Um, and at the time, that was Miyamoto saying, um, "This is why." Mario can also have fun kart races with Bowser and play tennis with yeah. Bowser because they're not actually mortal enemies. They're just putting on a show. Okay. I, so I wonder maybe if you lean into that a little bit, if that could work. Yeah. 
It's a performance. I don't know. I don't know if, don't know if, I, if I'd want to see that. You know. I don't know either. It's strange. That is strange. Hmm. I think you just have to stick to your bog standard, simple. Mario's gotta. You're probably right. Rescue the princess. It's a, it's a really overdone heroes. It's 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 the hero's journey. Yeah. Right. But I mean, I'll say this: if it worked for Star Wars, it'll work for Mario. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Mario could be the one. Mar- I can't believe I'm saying this. Mario could be the one. Mario could be the one. But overall, like, if that's if that's our guess, that Mario, just due to pure flexibility, yeah. could be the one that does it, mm. could there be a good video game movie? Well, the story's quite light as well. And this, this is sort of... Because at the minute, the best one video game movie we have is, as I was saying to you earlier... In, in the week, uh, Angry Birds is at the minute yeah, you regarded, it, that, yeah. regarded as the best video game movie, but it's more of a mobile game. Yeah. So I think if we were to ever get a good video game movie, it could only be something, it could only be based on something that is a mobile game, mainly because you don't get much depth. To a mobile game. You might be right. It's very light. It's very service level because phones and tablets aren't gaming machines. They aren't meant I was, for... I was going to say like another one that could stuff. work. Another one that could work. Again, for the exact same reasons that we were saying Mario could work. Clash of Clans. That art style. You know what I mean? It's an animated yeah. movie. Just a fun... Just a funny kids animated movie about a bunch yeah. of weird guys hitting each other. You know? True. Like, it's not high art. It's not no. Oscar worthy. But like... It, it's. I struggle to call the idea bad, and that's that's where I'm at with Mario. It's yeah. not that I I could say it's good, but it feels like it's hard to go wrong mm. with it. Like the closest thing I think we get is a lot of the older games that are now being like emulated on mobile devices. So I've got a couple of the old GTA games. I used to have one of those on my iPad. Yeah, yeah. Like GTA Three, because it's it requires such little power like gaming wild isn't it it. thinking that we used to play on the tv and we could just play on one of these exactly it's mad but i think honestly a film which is just you have you take your character names and you take your basic plot points and locations and but something that you can a video game where it's doesn't require the next gen latest console it's just put it on a phone and you play it while you're on the bus for like 10 minutes or whatever and base a film on that. I think that could work. But I don't think anything on a console like 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 your modern <laughs> yeah. consoles, like yeah, yeah. PS3 or Xbox 360 upwards, I think they're too good to be movies, a lot of the video games. Yeah, it feels strange to say, but like it, it's one of these where when you take I think when you take a lot of the video game stuff out. We mentioned The Last of Us earlier, mm-hmm. that if you take playing The Last of Us away, what you're left with is quite a generic zombie survival story. Yeah. The actual pieces of it, the, the things we've seen quite regularly. And this, my big concern with that becoming a TV show is how many people are going to look at it. Like, like, this is it. Video games are popular, but they're still not mainstream, mainstream, mainstream. More people, I'm willing to say this, 
more people have seen The Witcher than have played The Witcher. Yeah, I've, definitely. I've not watched all of The Witcher, but I've I've watched the first episode. The only reason I stopped is so that me and my girlfriend can watch it together. So, um, that's the only reason I've stopped doing it. But I've not played a second of The Witcher. Yeah, I don't think I've watched a playthrough or any of it. Would recommend. It's very good. Fair enough. <laughs> um, the the the. The thing with the main that mainstream audience, then they tune in, they put on The Last of Us. How many of them go? Nah, it's a bit like Walking Dead. Shit, yeah. You know, mm, you know what I mean. Not, I mean, some of the, there are like the zomb- the type of zombies in The Last of Us is quite unique. Like it's not oh they want to eat your brains. They kind of stumble around with their arms yeah, like this. The kind I of like fungus that. aspect is, yeah, is, is that's pretty quite cool. Unique. But other than that, some being immune to zombies, I'm sure that's been done before. Yeah, tons. Just kind of trying to survive and make it from one place to another, that's been done a lot before as well. Yeah. Um, do we do we think we've got enough discussion points to try and answer the big question now? I'm leaning towards no. <sighs> I, I don't think it can happen. I th- and, I, and I think it's because a lot of the things that have been good in video games, like you say, even if the story... Take God of War. Yeah. I, I've still not beaten it yet because I got a really unlucky save in a really difficult room. And it's <laughs> You're really telling me about this. It's really frustrating yeah. me. Um, but that story, it's quite a nice story. The idea of like, you know, that Kratos has tried... To, you can even... you can God of War works on a level where you don't even have to have played the other ones. Mm. He's a big, hard-looking bastard, right? Yeah. You know who Kratos is when you look at him. Yeah. But he's settled down. He's tried to have a family. He's tried to have a life. He loses his wife and his son loses his mother. Mm-hmm. And they have to go on a journey up to a mountain to take her ashes. And they bond. And it's a good father-son story. That's good and that's really strong. And the way they implement that into the gameplay heightens it. But additionally, the length of time that you spend with both Kratos and Atreus also strengthens it. If you condensed that story into two hours yeah it, you would get whiplash yeah i think yeah i think i'm inclined to say no as well but i'm considering video games as something you sit down and you play it on your tv that yeah it's a video game if it's especially in the modern day i feel like the definition's always slightly changing like you wouldn't sit down even though you could you wouldn't sit down to play angry birds on your on your playstation you, it's, it's a yeah, mobile yeah, game. I wouldn't yeah. call it a video game. You do it while you shit. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It's, that, it's that, that level of game. I think a game like that, maybe, it's mm. got more potential to be a good movie. Weirdly, yeah. But a video game, as we know them today, your big ones, I don't think they are all... No matter how you adapt them, they're always going to be worse than the video game it's based on. Yeah. Even if it's a really shit video game. I don't think it'll ever be, the movie will ever be better. Especially the more adult you get with the video game. Yeah. You know, because then the requirements of what makes a good movie in an, in a mature space shift and change. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's difficult for them to acclimatize it. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say no. I'm, you say no. Yeah. I'm going to say no too. There cannot be a good video game there you movie. Go, categorically. Sad times. So send yeah, send, send this off. podcast to everyone who, that, that list you just read out earlier. Send it yeah. off to every one of those them, studios. Anyone else? Send it. Send it. If if you could, if do me a, do me a solid. I know it's not strictly a video game movie, but send it to Steven Spielberg 
just as Ready Player One production was starting. If you could do that for me, that'd oh, be yeah. wonderful. You yeah. know, bung it in a little a little DeLorean of, of, yeah. of your own. Send it off. Yeah. And, and and give him that, uh, please. So yeah, thanks very much for watching this. Um, listening, there's probably listening to yeah, this. listening this, listening this. I'm used to doing this as a YouTube it's a visual thing. thing. Yeah, which oh, that's good plugging time. Wait, hey. so. <laughs> We normally do uh, a show called The Outtakes Movie Podcast, which you can also discover in this very podcast feed if you've enjoyed this. We're joined by uh, two of our friends, Joe and Amelia, to discuss a different movie every single week and, uh, and see what we make of it. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also check that out on YouTube if you've got some spare time and you want to see our beautiful faces up on the screen. It's yep. cool. Um, search for the same thing. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for The Real Outtakes for any updates and things. And we'll probably do things like this again. So this is, you know, yeah. expect more of this. That's fun. Thanks I don't know what it's called yet, but no, we'll, we'll do, do more of them. Any topic suggestions, send them our that, way. Yes, Either that'd be solid. Tweet us or uh, send us a message on Instagram or something. I guess. Yeah, that, that'll be handy. We'd appreciate that. Like, like a like a topic suggestion, but just up the shaft of your dick. No, don't send us that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I don't want that. Don't. If you see me in public. And have a suggestion for something we can cover in this. <laughs> don't don't have it scrawled on a little bit of paper and no thank you. <laughs> Instagram and Twitter will do just fine. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Catch you around. Bye. <laughs>